right, Brian, welcome to the podcast, episode 227. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing, Brandon? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, a lot of things I want to ask you today about Acquire. Um, what you guys are doing is pretty cool. So I have a lot of specific questions about it. Before we kind of dive in and, and talk about it and chit-chat a little bit, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself, if you don't mind, a little bit about your background and your story. I'm sure people are curious um, about who you are, what you're doing on the podcast, uh, and um, you know what your, what your past is like. So give us a bit of detail. Yeah, man. Um, I had uh, kind of an interesting journey to get to uh, build this company. Um, you know, I started actually in media and entertainment, you know, coming out of college, we had some uh, films that did fairly well. I did packaging and development for film, TV, um, things like that. Uh, but, you know, I went to college for a couple of different things, uh, economics uh, and entrepreneurial studies alongside of that. And that was so long ago now. But, um, you know, coming out of the media and entertainment world, I ended up working with a lot of investors who did not know how to do due diligence on these this class of assets you know everything from video games nascar teams film tv you know a bunch of fun cool investments that don't seem to have a tangible business model um you know so i i kind of helped them go through the whole due diligence process and find good investments make sure that those investments delivered um and you know over that the course of working with them doing investment management i ended up uh you know, working on uh, a bunch of different types of investment management outside of media and entertainment uh, brought me from, you know, packaged 50 Dunkin Donut properties into, uh, you know, doing some hotels, things like that. And along that journey, these guys started to get interested in blockchain. Um, you know, this was, man, 2013, 2014. Uh, and, you know, I started asking the right questions and, um, and this was around when ICOs started to boom. Uh, and my, my whole thing was, why, why are we doing an ICO? This doesn't seem viable, you know. Um, and I kind of put a, a stopper on that and started looking into how to do, uh, you know, a, a compliant version of an ICO, which is now known as securities tokenization. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the, the early stage high level uh, of, of my background. Nice. Was there anything in particular about um, you know this wonderful world of crypto and blockchain that really piqued your interest and made you want to do something in the space? Oh man! Before I ever thought about making it a uh, you know an actual business that I run mm -hmm. or build or the product you see behind me here, you know it was uh, it was something that I was already playing with. I think I've written an article or two about kind of the background and the origination of you know acquire invest the app. And, you know, it was really me and a roommate in the basement building, you know, computers and started repurposing these computers for, you know, mining purposes in the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just a total nerd. <laughs> so um, mm -hmm. I'm always discovering something new, playing with something new. And uh, this idea really, like, just reached out and grabbed me. Um, and it's, it's kind of been a, a rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole uh, going down every single application of blockchain till I kind of came out to where we are now. Um, it's just the, the future is changing and this technology is powering that change. So that's what's interesting to me. Yeah. Nice. You seem to have found a really cool application with acquire, um, applying blockchain and crypto and 
bit of traditional investing. Tell me a little bit more about it. How does it work? Um, and what, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mentioned earlier securities tokenization. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. the core of what we do. We try to find a way to bring on board traditional assets, uh, allow them to transform from a paper-based structure or old technology into, you know, a digital format of those shares. Um, you know, I think that we're going to unlock a massive amount of um, of hidden wealth that's locked up with intermediaries, and this is the uh, this is kind of the 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 path to do it. Um, you know, so what Acquire does is we we facilitate the tokenization of traditional assets, right? We provide an exchange for these assets to be traded, um, and you know, more importantly. You know, people are focusing on a lot of accredited investors, but we are actually taking a different route, focusing on the retail investor. Um, you know, we, while we will service both accredited and retail uh, and institutional alike, you know, I think the retail investor has been the loudest. You know, they've been the biggest supporters of blockchain. They're allowing it to grow. Uh, it's the reason why the word un- inevitable has been thrown around so much in 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know that's our focus. I think that the the future is in the retail investor. Yeah, I think that became pretty apparent last year with GameStop and AMC and that whole debacle that was going on. Um, the retail investor seems to be a huge uh, driver in the space for sure. Um, are you so? Are you guys mostly focusing on public like securities and those types of investments, or also private ones, or or both, or or what? Yeah, I mean, okay. So think about it like think about it like Robinhood. Uh, Robinhood mm-hmm. caters, you know, to publicly traded assets, things that have already seen most of their growth. We are focusing on alternative investments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about private placement investments that, you know, typically are hoping at some point to become an IPO, to go public, uh, to become a unicorn investment. But by the time they get to that point, you know, it's, they've only been accessible to a handful of institutional players, accredited investors, you know, the angels out there. And, you know, I think we're, as a retail investor, you're missing a massive amount of, of growth that happens prior to that IPO. Um, you know, so that's, that's really our focus. I think we can utilize a couple of really, you know, forward thinking regulations like Regulation A+, uh, specifically, uh, to bring these assets to, you know, the investor and give them exposure. Um, to you know, an asset class that they've predominantly been uh, pushed out of due to you know the type of regulations and the type of uh, rules surrounding accredited and retail investors. What's um, what's the minimum investment for the platform? Can someone get in at a really really low price um, if they want to start investing and don't have a lot of money? Like how retail friendly is it? Yeah, I mean you know we advertise on the website. It's a minimum of fifty dollars, right? So. It depends on the investment. So we work with it, asset issuers, you know, whether it's a, a building downtown that's raising money to, you know, do a new apartment complex or some healthcare company that's that's doing a new product or energy product, whatever. Uh, if their investment is say twenty million dollars uh, and they're issuing a certain amount of shares, you can kind of back into that minimum share price. Uh, but we we are pushing to make it retail accessible. Um, the minimum will probably be about. $50 for some, it might be 300 or 500 for others. Uh, just depends on, you know, the, uh, the specific offering. 
Is this accessible to just U.S. clients or is this uh, global and borderless or what's the market for you guys? So, you know, as a startup, we have a big, long rollout. Uh, we're mm -hmm. starting with the U.S. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be our first target market. Um, it's got the biggest, safest financial markets in the world. And if we can, you know, comply with all the rules and regulations here, we can easily expand into, you know, other markets. Um, the, the compliance rule set that we use to help automate the security tokenization process uh, is available in 180 jurisdictions globally. So you can imagine that it's just a matter of, you know, building out operations in each different uh, country in order to expand into those areas, uh, which is on uh, an expedited roadmap after we launch our beta, hopefully late this year. Okay, cool. I know security tokenization has been a little tricky to figure out even in the U.S. What kind of hoops and regulations have you guys had to navigate and go through to bring this to market? Yeah, you know, I think people went after ICOs back in the day because they were trying to avoid those hoops mm -hmm. and regulations. Um, and then they quickly realized that that was, uh, that was faux pas. You know, the SEC mm -hmm. came after them for unregistered securities offerings. Um, you know, that's where this technology is really important. But for us as a company to bring this type of asset to the user, to, to bring it to them in a very user-friendly interface that, you know, in my opinion, has most of the features you ever would ever need, you know, kind of a one-stop shop um, type exchange app. You know, I think that I think that it's going to be uh, not accessible for most companies unless you partner. That's the short mm -hmm. short answer of it. Uh, we have some incredible partners that are helping us to power a lot of these features, so that we can bring a user one central experience, uh, even though everything behind the scenes is decentralized, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, aside from maybe the KYC AML. Who are some of these partners, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, so we can't talk about all of them yet. Uh, we, okay. we will be doing announcements over the course of, you know, uh, this year. Uh, mm -hmm. But some of them uh, include Prime Trust. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be using Plaid and Securency uh, and a couple of other, you know, key um, providers, you know, service mm -hmm. providers to help us to bring, you know, more of a full-featured institutional-grade uh, support to the back of Acquire. Got it. So is the platform um, aiming to be or is, for the most part, decentralized compared to something uh, like Robinhood, for example, where you can do something similar, but it has a much more centralized system? Yeah, you know, um, you've got Coinbase or Dexes. Mm -hmm. You have Robinhood um, or, you know, again, a Dex. There, until blockchain came around, there wasn't really a truly decent centralized way to transact in that way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there are certain efficiencies that we get through some centralized processes, uh, but the core of the, the asset is to be transparent and to put those assets onto the blockchain individually. Um, so in order to deliver you know, a, a cost effective experience to the user, we're doing certain aspects, you know, off chain uh, that mm -hmm. are settled on chain, um, you know, by the end of the, the transaction process. Got it. What are some other features that you feel really help set you guys apart other than the tokenization itself? Man, that's a that's a great question. Um, we are building uh, something called the uh, the asset portal. Right. This is where you can mm -hmm. discover market sectors um, on the asset portal. You're going to be able to look at 
individual sectors go into those and find the discoveries of each individual type of, of asset. For example, energy or real estate or media and entertainment. Um, you know, and below this, in this market portals page, below the, the individual sectors, we're also going to offer funds. Uh, this is a really cool feature that will allow us to service, you know, the, the thousands of funds that exist out there that are ready to, you know, move into a blockchain-based ecosystem. Uh, they would like to bring on retail investors, and they can do so in, in some of their fund offerings through the, uh, through the, the, the app. Uh, and that will give these funds exposure to our user base. Um, at the same time, below that, in a very future rollout, we're going to be working on the ability for people to invest in decentralized autonomous organizations, uh, DAOs. Um, you know, and obviously DAOs are going through this kind of discovery phase with the whole mm -hmm. NFT world and everybody's trying to figure out what is and is not a security, uh, security. And I think, you know, the rules are pretty clear there. Um, there's some stuff that I think should be clarified a lot more, uh, from the, you know, SEC in terms of, what is and is not a security as it applies to this new technology. But, uh, but DAOs in particular, I think several of them, uh, several of the structures uh, will be perfect for a, a, their own category underneath um, the, uh, the funds portal. Um, additionally, we're working on something for registered investment advisors. You know, think about it like, uh, like the, uh, the Twitter check mark, but for, you know, yeah. RIAs. Um, which Got I think it. that will help us unlock a massive amount of capital and capital flow from the retail audience, you know, through their uh, registered advisors. Got it. What about um, like market analysis or quarterly earnings charts, things like that, or that stuff that can be provided through the platform as well by these companies or by you guys uh, so people can do due diligence before they make an investment um, or any features kind of similar to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every offering will have its own offering page. You know, we'll, you can kind of pop into uh, uh, the video on our homepage and, and see a user, a day in the life of a user. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of narrated, shows you uh, kind of the process going through. But as you navigate to a, a desired offering, you know, you'll, you'll go down, you'll see a description, you'll see some uh, asset metrics, uh, some history. Uh, it'll also direct you off app to uh, the issuer's website. Uh, for additional disclosures, it'll show you the fund, um, where they filed with the SEC, you know, and Edgar and all that stuff. Um, you know, so there's a decent level of um, due diligence that the user can do built into, you know, the individual offering page, um, along with investment profile statistics, um, you know, to the point where that they're allowed to, you know, display uh, from a regulatory standpoint. Cool. Um, let me ask you a couple of high level questions, if you don't mind. Um, one of them being on, on DAOs, I guess. It's kind of funny because they really seem to be surging in the last, I don't know, six, nine months, got a little bit more popular. Everyone kind of jumping in, trying to do something with a DAO, creating a, a DAO for an organization or creating it for some purpose or for funding or you know, some, some business model. And it's funny because the space really kicked off with the infamous Ethereum DAO that got hacked and then it kind of took a backseat for a while. Um, what are your thoughts on, on DAOs, on decentralized organizations? And do you think that they have a really bright and viable future or future, excuse me, or do you think that, you know, they'll fit certain use cases for maybe certain niches or certain industries? 
Yeah, I think like anything, um, you know, during the the innovation phase, we are seeking for you know ways to this ways for this technology to be applied. Uh, and right now, it's trying to be applied all over the place. Um, you know, there's definitely a clear line in the sand as to when a decentralized autonomous organization is actually crossing into being an investment company. Um, you know, at this point, I would say something like, uh, you know, consult your uh, your lawyer mm -hmm. <laughs> if you are going to invest in a DAO or if you're going to create a DAO. Um, but be aware that lawyer, you know, I don't think my lawyer knows much about DAOs, unfortunately. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's a few issue. out there. Yeah, you know, um, we've got we've got some good ones over at Frost Brown Todd that seem to know what they're doing. A little plug mm -hmm. for them. Nice. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that um, a, a DAO is has a huge, hugely bright future. I mean, we're putting a whole category on it right in the app. I think that it, it can be essentially a new form of, you know, funds, a fund structure. Um, you know, there's going to be some, I think, convergence between. Uh, you know, different types of, you know, for example, a closed-end fund or a venture capital fund or an early-stage venture capital fund that has a specific purpose, and that's pretty much what a DAO is. So they're going to overlap, they're going to kind of combine, combine uh, and find some efficiencies by combining, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's, that's a, a definitely a bright future for them. What about... Um tokenization even more broadly it feels like it could be applied to just about everything and i think people have started to really realize that um you know whether it's securities and uh, funds and assets and land and cars and watches and pokemon cards you know whatever it is it feels like you can do it for just about everything and it feels like um it's going to be a huge mainstay for investing in the future that you know will allow everyone to get involved because it really opens up um, with that minimum investment prices, um, it makes it so much easier for the retail investor to get involved and put their money in. What do you think the future looks like for tokenization? Do you think that um, it'll be used more broadly like that? Well, you'll see it probably everywhere just because it you know, makes it that much easier. Or do you think that's something else that might be niche-based and relegated to maybe just markets and, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's different types of tokenization, right? There's different types of blockchains. Ultimately, the the core of all of them is to provide scale um, and to provide automation. Um, you know, so I think you're seeing people with you know um, various types of businesses, whether it's logistics or in the financial space or otherwise, that are looking at tokenization and saying this will, you know, make streamline my process, right? It will mm -hmm. eliminate costs somewhere along the line. Um, anytime you can eliminate cost basis, you're increasing your bottom line, your revenue. Um, so I think that's why we're seeing some mass adoption across all these different industry types. Uh, and that's not going to go away. I mean, that anytime something new like that comes, comes along, as long as it's cost effective, you know, people are going to adopt it. Uh, the difference is, you know, is, was it cost effective five years ago? Well, it was highly specialized. You know, there was fewer coders, but now... Five years later today there's a lot more coders there's a lot more people you know versed in how to do this the lawyers are catching up regulation is catching up and you know you're seeing it applied everywhere um so yeah i mean i definitely think it's 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 the way of the future in almost every industry um you know you look at nfts as art but mm -hmm. nfts didn't start as art you know they've been around for a long time it's just mm -hmm. art became that one element that allowed mass adoption 
once they figured out how to apply it, you know? Um, and, and that, that to me is the, uh, the, the cool element about what tokenization provides to anything. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool where the space is going. There's so many different niches in blockchain. You almost forget that, um, there, there is anything else like you could live and die in the world of DeFi or tokenization or DAOs or NFTs and, uh, endlessly consume content and knowledge and never get bored because there's something new coming out every single day. It's impossible to keep up with it all. Um, and I try, it's part of my job. I have to, and, and I can't like, there's so much stuff happening every day. And they, someone asked me a question about something new and this new coin or this new protocol or this new layer solution. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely. It's crazy. Yeah, I, um, man, that's, it's just a different tool for a different job. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my simple answer is I was like, you're not going to use a hammer to nail in a screw, you know, uh, you're mm -hmm. gonna, you're gonna use a different blockchain for a different job. You can use a different type of token for a different job. And there right. are, it's moving so rapidly, so fast. So, so fast, but it's exciting to be a part of the space. Uh, final question. What does your guys' roadmap look like this year? What kind of things publicly do you want people to keep an eye on that you're excited about that's coming up that you might be adding to the platform or doing an update on or some kind of partnership. I know you don't want to talk about some of those yet, but um, what kind of things can you share? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier late this year, we're hoping to launch a beta. Um, mm -hmm. Something very unique around that beta is that the only way you can get access to it is through an NFT. Um, we aren't selling this NFT. This is going to be an NFT that is going to be claimed by uh, investors. And, you know, we're, we're, we believe in our mission you know, so, so much that we're tokenizing our own equity, right? So we're token mm -hmm. tokenizing our own equity, making it available to the public to invest in. And at th certain thresholds, these investors will get access to the beta. You know, that's our, our immediate roadmap is to deliver, you know, the, the tokenization of our equity and to get out there with this NFT that gives them legitimate access to the beta, reduced um, trading fees in the app, access to investments, first looks before the uh, regular retail investors. So, you know, we're trying to give them tangible cost basis um, benefits that are tied into this NFT that will live on your account as long as you hold it. Uh, so for us, that's the most exciting thing we're doing right now. Um, it's taken up a lot of our time and, and we're running dev alongside of this, uh, this campaign and it's been, uh, mm -hmm. it's been fun. Nice. Nice. It sounds like you guys are staying pretty busy, um, which is good, which is very, very good. Uh, do you guys have a community? Do you have a Discord or a Telegram or a place where people go to chit chat? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can join us at uh, Acquire Invests at on Twitter uh, with an mm -hmm. S at the end there. Uh, Acquireinvest.com. Uh, you can sign up for early access uh, later this year, um, and you can find the links for our Medium and our Discord community on the website at the top. Cool. And where should people go to if they want to learn more? Just the website. Uh, uh, other resources or blogs and then where do they go download the apps app store and android or, or where yeah we're planning to launch on both android and ios um you know the beta will likely uh roll out ios first and then android second hopefully in the tandem um you know roll out um but if you want to dig in and learn more like we're doing amas on the discord you know you know in, infrequently but uh probably about three to four times a month 
And then, uh, you know, we're, we're posting articles in the medium uh, just about every week or two. Um, and we're trying to pack those with a lot of information and not do too many too frequently. Uh, but the Discord community is growing. We're in there active. Get in there, chat with us. You know, we're, uh, I'm there. So anything you need, let's chat. Cool. Are you on social media as well? Me? Yeah. Um, you can find it uh, at, it's just at Brian Harstein. Um, mm-hmm. People often misspell the last name. So just uh, just Google, you know, founder of Acquire Invest and you'll probably find it. Okay, cool. Everyone go follow Brian, go check out Acquire, uh, like the video and subscribe. Brian, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Great conversation. Very excited about what you guys are doing. It's really cool. Um, and I, I really like the concept and idea behind tokenizing, you know, securities and um, different types of investments. So looking forward to it. And again, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. This has been awesome. Likewise. Talk to you soon.